Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. We're joined once again by Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. We have a little under an hour to get to a lot. Let's jump right to it. Key, you had your real rankings uh, earlier on the show. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Protecting your small business is a big deal. Cover what you've worked hard for. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com. All guests on the Goodyear hotline brought to you by Goodyear, making the plays that move you forward. Goodyear more driven. You had, Key, your uh, real rankings mm-hmm. earlier in the show. I, let's recap yes. your real rankings now. That was a couple hours ago, so we can get into it. Yeah, fire it off. <laughs> or not. Or usually number pause. 16. I don't hear anything. Oh, there it is. There they are. There, oh, there, there, there they go. go. But I was waiting for the music so, so I can get you, into it real quickly. But anyway, we'll go eight I'll to just one. start. Number eight, I got the Cincinnati Bengals, I think. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you feel a little set up, I Key? Like that, That's yeah. a little bit of a setup, right? Yeah. yeah move, move, moving slow. I don't know. Key asked for music. They got music. It was timing late. Beat speed. <laughs> In boxing, timing beats speed. Number eight, I put the Cincinnati Bengals, Mike. I, I move things around. Sometimes I got five. Sometimes I got eight, six. It just depends on how I feel coming out of that week. But the Bengals are at eight. They did a tremendous job going into the Ravens. This is the first time I'm sure they've been in anybody's top ten rankings for the last ten years. So it's kind of it's, it's refreshing to see that Joe Burrow and that cast of character over there are certainly doing a tremendous job. Let's move on. Number seven. Jeez, this is slow today. <laughs> Number seven, the Tennessee Titans. The Titans took care of business. They were in the rankings earlier this year, but then they fell out. Now they're back at seven. We saw what they did to the Kansas City Chiefs. This Derrick Henry guy is a must-see in-person running back. There's no question about it. People are scared of him. Number six. The Las Vegas Raiders. 2-0 since John Gruden re- resigned, retired, left, fired, whatever you want to call it. Rich Basaccia has done a tremendous job getting his team to rally over the last couple weeks. They are going to be in the mix in the AFC. Number five. The Los Angeles Rams, Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay, the trade away from Jared Goff. Jared Goff saying, hey, I wish I could still be there. Them saying, no, we got our quarterback in Matthew Stafford. Number four. The Green Bay Packers. Packers are number four. Number three, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number two. And number two, the uh, Cardinals. They move in front of the Dallas Cowboys (laughs) as they were number one. And then number one this week is the Dallas Cowboys. See how fast that goes? We're going to recap that. Number one. Yes, number one. The difference between me and Jay Will is I don't get all... All in the flux when this happens, I just move Why forward. Why is he catching the shrapnel yeah, right because, now? What are you doing? Because, wow. because his <laughs> slick ass no, is no, sitting no, over no, there no, to no, the no, left. No, no, Talk no, about no. Speed it up. Jay. Speed it up. Jay, I, think, it up. I think he's not lying. I think he caught you red-handed. Yeah. Oh, no, well, Yates and his guys are already planning to do that. So, <laughs> yeah. just, so you're just well, joining you're in. Throw throw it under the bus? No way. Well, it's fine. <laughs> One through eight, Mike. What do you think of the list? It's interesting. Here's what I would say. Teddy Bruschi said on Sunday, I think – the Bengals winning was a reputation-smashing opportunity. Yes. And I think if we move the story forward, if Arizona beats Green Bay Thursday night, I think even though they're undefeated right now, yeah. everyone's like a little ho-hum. We're waiting. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say this, and I'm a huge fan of him. I got a chance to work with him. Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator at Arizona. That Arizona defense, when you think about guys like Isaiah Simmons, Buda Baker, Chandler Jones, I can't yeah, there's I can't a wait lot of say really JJ good players <laughs> on – J.J. Watt's not the same guy. That's why I put him last. Those other guys, V.J. is a yeah. really good coach. 
He had a short tenure at Denver. I think he deserves another opportunity. I think the world on Friday morning is going to be talking about the Arizona Cardinal defense. Mike. Shutting mm. down the Packer offense, much more so than what Cliff Kingsbury does on offense. You, were, you weren't here for the first segment, but the big news is this dude, Keyshawn, had Johnson. Arizona number one last week. They win. Well, they had a tight first quarter. They, they had a bye. They, they, That's they win. Bye. Right. Right. All you were saying, his reasoning was his reasoning was a tight, tight first but, but quarter they win. versus the Texans. That, that, okay, and thirty-one like to five. The Cowboys don't play, and then lo and behold, this week the Cowboys are one. But but Arizona had a bye just as much as Dallas did. I mean, <laughs> duh. So how so if you go so how does it still flip because, from one to two? Because one, I'm punishing the Arizona Cardinals in the red. This seat. is why, see, Mike. Because John, how do you say his name? Gambandino? Gambandora. Gambandora. <laughs> Sports Jeez. Talk Radio host out in Arizona. John G. Yeah, John G. There you go. There you go. Gambo. Sports, we just call him Gambo. Gambo. Yeah, Gambo. That's easy. He and his little Red Sea little crew out there, they hate me. So if I walked in Arizona right now, they'd try to just do something to me if I went in the stadium that people would be like, ah, because I don't buy into Arizona's system the way everyone else does. But, but you have now. Based, because on, he- based on where they were to where they are now. I like what they're doing because they're running the ball a little bit more, but I personally don't believe you can win a Super Bowl the way that they were playing in the past. And everybody's like, you're crazy, blah, blah, blah. Okay, they're 7-0. Relax. Right. Let's see if they take care of Green Bay. And then so, once they get to Green Bay, then we waiting for it to drop. Time out. And then I can say, oh, okay, I'm really believing them. I like them, time out. but I don't love them. And now I need you to clarify. So you said before that you mm-hmm. stated you didn't believe due to the air rate system yeah. that they could win a Super Bowl. They're running the ball now. But now they're running. So now you believe the air rate system because of James Conner and the way they run the ball, you believe they are Super Bowl no. worthy. No, 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 no. Okay. That's no. why I want a clarification. No, no, no. So you still believe Max that they can't Junior, win. you're not putting things I'm in my mouth. I'm not Max Junior. <laughs> I didn't I'm say Williams. You're saying a lot of things. They right seem now. to contradict that. themselves. Yes, you do. I said do that I like them better now that they're running the ball. But mm-hmm. I did not say anything about they're going to win a Super Bowl or go to a Super Bowl. It's a big difference. Okay. It's but you did difference. compliment. You believe, you like yeah, they're, Kyler they're, they're, and they're you like the, the way he's running the air raid. They're, you said that earlier. They're running the ball more like Oklahoma in college opposed to Texas Tech, which just fired their coach again. Right. Uh, in, in Texas Tech, they didn't run the ball. All they did was the first things you saw for the first three years in Arizona. So, but you still don't now think they can totally win a Super different. Bowl like that. I don't, I don't think – they're running the ball uh, they, they, a little bit better. But all we do is win. Where's J.J. Watt when you need him? Uh, but, but, but just, just to uh, <laughs> yeah. move the conversation along, guys, Like I think it's a little bit about Cincinnati where we were talking so much about Joe Burrow, but yeah. that Cincinnati defense is playing good football. Mm-hmm. They, they shut down Baltimore and Lamar yes. Jackson. And I'm telling you, like Vance Joseph doesn't get enough credit – from a standpoint of that's a really good Arizona Cardinal defense. And that's why, like, you talk about toughness key and being able to run the ball, but I think they get their toughness. Buda Baker, like, there are some no, really No, they're flying around those. Yes. Yeah. Murphy, those dudes are doing mm-hmm. well. I want to see them against the Rams. I want to see them against Green Bay. Yep. But I want to see them against the Rams a second time around. Yep. I want to – I just want to – I want to see. I got. I want to see. All right, yep. well, they have a short week. Obviously, they play the Packers on Thursday. Devontae Adams – Tested positive for COVID-19. If he doesn't play and Arizona wins, you, you can come in loaded. You can come in loaded. Devontae Adams didn't play. Oh, I no, really I'm can't tell. I'm not an excuse maker. Wrong guy here. With I, a sh- I, you know, wrong okay, guy. But listen, with a short week Thursday, unbeaten Arizona, the Packers have now entered enhanced mitigation COVID protocols that call for daily testing and masks to be worn at the facility. So here's what needs to happen, okay? First, Adams needs to be asymptomatic. Devontae Adams... 
tested positive for COVID. He needs to be asymptomatic and test negative twice within 24 hours between the tests. With 24 hours between the tests. But with the Thursday game, that means there's very little time for that, and the league has been very cautious about clearing guys in time for games. Chandler Jones went on that list last Tuesday, wasn't cleared in time for Sunday's game, was not cleared in time for Sunday's game, to use a recent example. So, Mike Key, how does it impact this game if no Devontae Adams for the Packers? I think, you know, when you look at how they can still attack Arizona – Aaron Jones to be out of the backfield is a little bit of an underrated storyline. A.J. Dillon's a good runner, but look, they're still going to throw the ball, but I think Aaron Jones could be much more involved. And they have other players that have stepped up over the years, the Allen Lazards of the world. But to me, it's Aaron Jones out of the backfield that could make the biggest difference with Devontae Adams being out. And, and, and I think you've got to look at Joe Barry and what he's been able to do on the defensive side of the ball. In recent weeks, they've gotten a little bit better defensively. Uh, again, you're going to have to – Slowed him down. A.J. Green, uh, Moore, uh, Kristen Kirk, and then obviously DeAndre Hopkins, and then they can run the ball. So it's going to be heavy on Green Bay's defense to come up with a scheme to kind of slow them down. And then Aaron Rodgers on the offensive side of the ball. As long as you have 12, Devontae Adams is a very, very important part of what they do offensively. But the quarterback, as long as you got the QB – Man, you can roll us four out there and we'll be all right. Yeah, and Key, you bring up a point. We talked about earlier about the Jets and skill players. Like, we should give Arizona credit. You know, when you think about Rondell Moore, they took Andy mm-hmm. Isabella, Christian Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green. They kept attacking that problem. So, I agree. As much as we're talking about the loss of Devontae Adams, I, I want to see Green Bay try to slow down that Arizona Cardinal offense. It's a shame it's the short yeah, week. Like, Bella, though, they, they drafted speed and it hasn't worked out. So, they went ahead and doubled down. Or more. It's a shame it's a short week for these two teams because in the playoffs, you're never going to be facing this little rest. You know what I mean? So, and these are two elite NFC teams. I'd like to see who wins in regular you know, rest. It, it's so, and I, and I don't know how Mike felt about it as a, as a general manager, the front office guy, but quite frankly, if I played on Sunday and I played on Thursday. Same thing to you? Same thing. If, as long as I'm healthy and I'm hurt. It's the same thing, especially practicing for Bill. It's the same thing. Pra- what do you mean practice? Because the practice was real. Right. These dudes are in T-shirts now. Right, Mike? 100%. You're running around in T-shirts. Same for you too, Mike. Short week versus full rest. Yeah. Who wins shows you who wins. See, no. his Mike brain, can't co-sign No, no you know why? You know that. why? Because his responsibilities are different. He's got to, on the Tuesday, he's got to go in the bubble. He's got to look at eight different players that they might want to bring in. All his, his so his responsibility. And I think he's as got a player, complaining about their contract on a Wednesday. You know, it's, <laughs> he wants that time. And as a successful player, you can't let yourself have excuses, right? Yeah, it just, right, it but, doesn't, but that doesn't bother me. Rivera like, Jack Nicholas used to say when he was warming up on the driving range, and it was a rainy tournament, and all these other guys were complaining about the conditions. He used to say to himself, "Oh, don't have to worry about him. Don't have to worry about this guy." Yeah, yeah. and. You know, it's a short week for both sides. And both I think sides? The, yeah. It's a short week for both sides. Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. Tune into the ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters, presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Guys, the Chiefs currently have a 43% chance to make the playoffs, according to ESPN FPI. So, in the AFC alone, that's behind the Colts, Browns, Raiders, Chargers, Bengals, Ravens, Titans, and Bills. 
Seven teams make the playoffs. I just named eight with a better chance than the Chiefs, according to ESPN FPI right now. So that, in part, I'm sure, led Michael Irvin to say the following yesterday on First Take. Every game you go in, they're still going to say, well, these are the Super Bowl. They went back-to-back Super Bowls. That's what we're playing. So now you got to match that intensity when you have all the doubt that you have. I remember Dion coming in that room one day when we were talking. We had just lost another game. And he's like, Mike, we got to do something about it. I looked at him. I said, time, it's over. The dynasty is over. That dynasty right now, as we know it, the Kansas City Chiefs, it's over. They will not get to the playoffs this year. I never knew it was a dynasty. There go the playoffs. But how, I never knew it was a dynasty, Mike. You win one Super Bowl and then all of a sudden it's a dynasty? Right. Well, I think maybe he's talking about Patrick Mahomes as an icon, but – Yesterday, I was on this great new TV show. It's called This Just In. Yes. Oh, yeah, I heard about that show. Oh, 2 p.m. Eastern one? on ESPN. Handsome uh, guy who hosts that show. Any, yeah. Anyway, in all seriousness, how about this for statistics? When Kansas City is in two tight ends, Patrick Mahomes has only one interception and no sacks. He's only thrown the ball 59 times in that personnel grouping. When they're in three wide receivers, he has 209 throws, eight interceptions, 13 sacks. I had made the point yesterday, if I'm Kansas City, I go trade for O.J. Howard of Tampa Bay. They have Cam Brake. They have Gronk. And if I'm Kansas City this year, I'm playing a little bit more two tight ends, and here's why. 12 personnel. Exactly. 12 personnel. Orlando Brown's not working out. They have some young offensive linemen on the right side. Calm things down so the pass rush gives you a chance to run the ball a little bit more, but you can still throw it. You still have Tyreek Hill, Kelsey on the field. And to me – what great coaching is, is what gives me, with this group, the best chance to win. I would add a tight end, and I think that would help calm things down in Kansas City. I wonder, I wonder why Kansas City didn't make – or maybe they did make a play for Zach Ertz. I wonder, I wonder if they tried great, to make – Great, idea. Yep. I wonder if they tried to make a relationship, Philly, yep. Yep. Andy Reid, if, if they tried to make a play for it. I, I just, from a dynasty standpoint, I, I never really looked at them as a dynasty because – Two Super Bowls, a playoff AFC appearance, but you only won one Super Bowl. If had you won two in a three-year period or two in a four-year period with promising looking like you're getting ready to get a couple more in the next couple years, then we could start talking dynasty. But, but see, you see I, I, I think it's almost like the a little bit of this is the GOAT conversation, right? Not, not everybody's the GOAT, and I think – that's similar to go. Well, to a degree, right? Like, and now I think it's similar with dynasties. The, the fact that they have had so much dominance. But, Key, I know the way you and I look at dynasties is winning two, three, four Super Bowls, like five championships. Yeah. Like, those are dynasties in my opinion. Now, I do agree with Max's take on this during the first hour because it still doesn't mean that they can't achieve that over a period of time. It's just we're watching the bottom fall out to a degree right now, and people are ready to write them off, and I don't know if I'm ready to write them off. Let's talk about definition of a dynasty. This is not for the NBA, in my opinion, because the NBA, the best team usually wins. It's less probabilistic. You can run all your plays through your best players. There are fewer players on the court, et cetera. But for baseball or football, to me, what's the minimum standard to call it a dynasty? I think at least you need two championships. I think they need to be connected. You can't. Okay, Key says three. I say two, at least two. They need to be connected. In other words, you can't go through a period of three, four years you don't make the playoffs. Maybe a year you don't make the playoffs. They have to be connected also by coach or quarterback or significant nucleus, and you have to make some deep runs. So the Chiefs have 
come one play away from making it to the Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl, made it to the Super Bowl. Let's say they make the playoffs and they lose in the first round this year. And then next year they win a playoff game, but they don't go further. But then the year after that, they win another Super Bowl with Mahomes and Reed and Biennemi or, or a couple other guys, Tyreek Hill, whoever. To me, that connects. That second Super Bowl would connect the group because they hadn't missed the playoffs for two or three years. And I would look at that and say, that's dynastic. That's a fair point. And half that roster won't even be there in four years, man. But if you still have Patrick Mahomes, is that still? Right. Half the roster's not going to be there. But you know what else is interesting? Like going back to Key's point, which is, I think it's like sort of like the evaluation of Andy Reid. Andy Reid only has one Super Bowl. Like he he's an all time great coach. We know that. But is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah, he is. Yeah, well, he has one Super Bowl win. I, no, I, I, I no no he year. he well, is he he's a Hall of Famer because he has gone to five, five six, times yeah, six, six or seven Super Bowls. championships. Yeah, six yeah. or seven championship games. Whatever there were in Philly, yep. plus whatever there is. In, yeah, seven, because it was four in Philly, four or five in Philly, and then whatever, three in, in – uh, so that's like seven or eight, plus he won. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, may not be a first ballot, may have to wait because is Tom Coughlin a Hall of Famer? He's got two rings, though. I think yeah, Reed is. Yeah. He made the NFC championship but, but game every saying, year. But that's going to be the ultimate criticism of Andy Reid, who I think is a really good coach. I mean, he's one of the top three coaches in the league. Right, but he only has one championship. I get it. Yeah. But it, he it, has it the – see, I see it differently. He has the championship, which now takes that off the table, and otherwise he's consistently making deep Dominance. playoffs. Always. But, but see, I want to go back to your, your point, Key, about mm-hmm. rosters change. I mean, the Bulls rosters change a ton. I mean, the, the consistent was Michael Jordan. Yeah. But Scotty came a little bit later, but I mean, like, but guess there what was it is, consistent. Though. It's two dynasties, two, just like the Patriots. There's only one dynasty. No, I There's, think Jordan had one, just because he he stepped out for no, two no, years. That's, not, that's not no two dynasties, two, the first three, and then the second three. So three P, yeah, yeah, three P and three. The P. difference in definition. Kobe Bryant, I hear you. Kobe Bryant's three, Shaq's three. There's difference there, just like the Patriots. They got one dynasty with Willie McGinnis in the group. And they got another dynasty where Tom Brady finished it off. Why is it the USC guy that he mentions? There were other good Patriot players. T- T- Teddy Bruschi. Yeah. 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 Let, me, let, me, let me give you an example of what I mean by connecting. I'm going to use the Yankees because in the late 90s, that's my team, and in the late 90s. Can I go to the restroom? In the late 90s, they won in 96, 98, 99, and 2000. World Series. That's okay? a real dynasty. Okay, now watch this, though. 2001, they, they miss it by an out. Right, they're one out away from winning the World Series. Oh, two, they get destroyed by the Angels, who win the World Series first round. Oh, three, they make it back to the World Series and lose. Oh, four, they collapse against the Red Sox, in, uh, and so they don't make it back. But what if, just do this, what if, if they would have finished the job against the Red Sox in Game 4, swept them, and beaten the Cardinals in the World Series, to me, the 4 team connects to the 96 team because they had some of the same players, including Jeter, same manager, and it's not like they ever really fell off. They went to the World Series and lost. They yeah. came very close. So that whole, so even though the dynasty ended after 2000, had they won in 04, the dynasty would have gone, in my opinion, from 96 to 04, even though they didn't win the World Series every year. That's what I'm saying about Mahomes. Mahomes and the Chiefs could connect later success, even if they don't do great this year, to the early your success and it will be considered a dynasty. That's what Brady did. You know the problem is that we we've we've claimed them as a dynasty before they had a chance to even make this run. I think that's what rubs people the wrong way. What if they win the Super Bowl this year? Like <laughs> that could happen. Well, they, I'm not saying I'm not saying that they're gonna miss the playoff. We don't know. The season is still long. 
What is it left? 11 games? Yeah, and Keith, like to that point, and this is where I disagree with Michael Irvin, I think they make the playoffs. They have the best player in the sport. They have a great coach. And we got to remember two things. It's seven teams make the playoffs, and it's a 17-game season. Yeah. So we have a long way to go. But that's why if I'm them, the trade deadline is a week from today, guys. I would be at it. You know, Ertz was a great idea. I would look at O.J. Howard. There's a couple corners out there. am I giving up O.J. Howard, though, if I'm Tampa Bay? Maybe, maybe not. Does Gronk be banged up all the time? Right, but if I'm Kansas City, maybe it's Joe Hayden. Maybe it's Kyle Fuller. Doubtful Denver would make a trade in the division, but I'm trying to add a corner, maybe a tight end, because we have a long way to go, and I think we all have to recalibrate ourselves that in a 17-game season, we're not even halfway there yet. What was the Packers' record? The year Rodgers said we're going to run the table, and he did. won like seven, eight straight and made the playoffs. I don't know, but he said it, and they won. And they did it. And <laughs> at the time, if you looked at them, they looked dead in the water. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying that Kansas City is they should pack up and it's over with. But as far as this dynasty stuff go, I'm like, just slow down, man. It's not there yet. I, mean, I would say this, though. They're I would say like the Raiders ain't playing well. The Chargers are chopped liver. Buffalo's there. All of a sudden, Cincinnati has come up, and they're not afraid of them anymore. Baltimore's not but afraid of them But what the Chiefs have done so far is at least halfway to a dynasty. At least. They've been to two Super Bowls. One, one, came another play away from going to three straight. Got to three Super Bowls, man. I mean, everyone has different standards. But if you need three, then they're not quite halfway there. But they're not that far off. Got to get three. I got to get three. All right, listen. The Steelers were a dynasty in the late 70s. The standards are the standards, right? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, three. All dynasty teams that I know of in football, they got at least three. Cowboys, Steelers. Steelers. uh, uh, Patriots. uh, San Francisco. The Patriots. They all got three. I I see what he means because, like, the Giants got two. They weren't amazing in between the two when I was younger and it wasn't a dynasty. Is the Seahawks a dynasty? What's any difference I think in the we need, I think we need to invent a but word what's, what's for the, what the Seahawks are. But what, the, what are the Seahawks? Yeah, they weren't quite a dynasty, but they were like if, the closest thing in the run. NFC to you one. Can have a they, just run. Did, they just did exactly to a degree what Kansas City's done. Right. By, by the way, if I was Mark Rogers, Russell Wilson's agent, I couldn't believe what Pete Carroll said last night. He put a whole lot more money in my pocket. He told the truth on national TV. He said, hey, I'm only here – this run is because of Russell Wilson and the magic he made. Mm, no and, doubt. And to me, like, when you, when you he says it, because, like, Pete is an interesting guy, four-time head coach, gotten better over the course of his career. But for him to come out and say it like that, like, to me, it just shows you the value of a franchise quarterback. And over the years, Seattle's been a very average team at times, but the greatness of Russell Wilson has propelled Mike, I that, want, whole fran- that whole franchise. You're right. I want a name for what Key's Dodgers were in the late 70s, early 80s. They were in it all the time, hey, but they only us. won one. But there should be a word for that, like hey, a conference dynasty, us. a con- something, you know, the, what the, it's a, some kind of powerhouse in a conference that, that runs the conference but doesn't ultimately win the championship every year. All right, one player who was a dynasty all by himself. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Tim Legler, who joins us on set right now, giving us a straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Good morning, Tim. What's up? Good to be here. What's up, Legs? Good to see you. We've been uh, talking all morning about the Chiefs being a dynasty. Key says they're not. We've uh, seen dynasties in the NBA, certainly. What would your dynasty definition be? Oh, man, I'd say probably six to ten years of sustained greatness where you have a chance to win it every year, and in that time you get at least three championships. At least three. So you're with Key. Three. Key and you both say three. Well, I think how could yeah. it be less than three? Yeah. Well, I think that sometimes if you make um, deep runs into the playoffs every year and you win a couple championships, you might consider it a dynasty. Yeah, two or three is right there. I mean, some Evan just said run of dominance yeah. instead of a dynasty. I also think it's important in terms of dynasty in the NBA that the championships don't all come consecutively. That hmm. you, know, you get a couple, a few years maybe you don't win it, but you're in the running, and then you win it again. Right. And, you know, like Spurs obviously would be the team that comes to mind in modern times because of what they did for that and long that was period a, of time. And that was a real dynasty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How about Golden State? How Five. About- and that was 20 years yeah. of greatness. But it's interesting because the there were long periods where they didn't win a championship. Well, this is a prime example. How about Golden State? Right? Like a couple of years. Hell yeah. Being yeah, off. If, they, I, yeah. if Clay comes back and they start yeah. hitting their stride again. Like- yeah, I mean, even without that, I mean, that, that was a five-year Five-year run where they won three in every single year. They, they were in it. Had a chance to but win. But like, if they win another, to, to your point, to Jay's point, if another year or two went by, they won a couple playoff series. But then two or three years from now, Steph and Clay and maybe Dre and Steve Kerr won another championship. To me, it connects the whole thing. Yeah, I agree because you got the key guys at the yes, top, and that actually almost makes it more impressive yeah, the key. when you change the parts around yes. it, which was uh, which is what I always said about. The Spurs, if you look at the different groups they put around their three stars, it was different cast of characters yes. over a two-decade span. Yeah, and impressive. anybody that came in as a role player immediately became an impact player and a household name. It's the same thing with the Lakers. When you, you go and you look at the two dynasties that they had between Shaq and Kobe, Powell and Kobe, there was enough role players that was carryovers, whether it was Derek Fisher, whatever the case, it was enough. So when you say that, you go, okay. This makes all the sense of the world. You look at the New England Patriots. They had some carryover from their first couple championships to the other championships that they had. The Kansas City Chiefs have been in the two Super Bowls, man. They lost one, yeah. one, one. How could that be a dynasty? But the Lakers are different to me, guys, because you can say it's too different because they were there was a sep- clear separation. Yeah. On the other hand, same coach, same star in Kobe. Right, and and their their winning was so concentrated. First, there was a three peat. And then, and then they missed, and then they, they made it but didn't win. And then there was three consecutive trips to the finals with two championships. Yes. I, I consider that all the Kobe Bryant 
I mean, you can. Dynasty I umbrella. separate it yeah. because the first tenure had the diesel. And once the diesel left, there was I, it's a, a good a argument lot. for that one. The you Lakers are, are unique that way. I'm actually truthfully shocked that any person would throw out the word dynasty with the Kansas City Chiefs. No, 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 don't say that. We both. No, would. I wouldn't go say you. I just said Jay and Max. You, you want to talk to? Tim? Yeah, I'll tell you. I don't think they're a dynasty. Okay, but let me ask. Jay, but like, let, oh, let me oh, let me present me the that, following no. new information. Let's say this happened. They go to the playoffs. They lose in the first round this year. They win a playoff series the following year, and then the following year they win the Super Bowl. And then two years after that, they get back but lose the Super Bowl. To me, that's only two championships in that seven, eight, ten year span. It's a dynasty to me. Not every year you're making a deep run, but you usually well, are, well, and you've mixed in some championships. But think about what you just said. Now, you just took it out like five years. Man, you had all no, kinds hey, of assumptions. Legs, like, I can do that with any legs, franchise. Legs, no, no. This is Max Kellerman. Okay. No, this no. What I'm, saying, what I'm saying is they've, it's only three years into the Mahomes era, three full seasons. Right. He's been, to, he's, he's been to three AFC championship games, came one play away from going to three Super Bowls, won a Super Bowl, lost a Super Bowl. Like, th- you can do that same amount of winning championships, getting there, spread out over the next five years. You don't need it to happen in the next three years. And I would still call the whole thing a dynasty because you have won two championships, gone to four Super Bowls. True, but the only problem with the argument is none of those things may happen. Because right, it's all out in the future, and no, if it doesn't, then... Well, right, yeah, we're projecting. Yes. It's not a dynasty yet, but we right. may be in the middle of it. That's why we're having a hypothetical argument about well, a projection. Speaking right? of, I love this. Speaking of dynasties and projections, <laughs> as we transition, speaking of dynasties, projections, and championships, and we obviously have 18 of them in Los Angeles, the Lakers. Did yes. you see anything at all the other night that give you any hope, optimism about where we are in the start of the season sitting at one and two? Yeah, I, look, I still think, I mean, they're going to be the favorite for me. The one thing that's been a concern for me more than anything else, I think they're, they're second in the league in points allowed, yep. which is surprising for a team that I think has the capability to be elite defensively because their size and length. The bigger concern for me is, and this is really kind of mind-blowing, uh, throughout LeBron James' career, his career numbers dictate that he takes one three-pointer for every two free throws. That's for his career. And there's been some years where it's even more heavily skewed in the favor of getting to the line, not shooting the three. Do you know he's taken 10 threes a game so far? Mm-hmm. Ten. He's so how shooting, many times has he been at the free throw line? He shoots four free throws a game. game. Oh. So you're talking about now shooting like Steph Curry volume and getting to the line four times. Now, that trend will not continue. Those numbers are going to level off. But I'm just saying, here early in the year, and at this stage of LeBron's career, it is something to keep an eye on. Is he settling for that? Now, he's shooting it at a really good clip. That's also going to come down. We know that. And so you wonder, is, is he at that stage where, in the regular season at least, is it just like kind of like more effort than it's worth some nights, Jay, to go to the rim and he's like, I'm going to settle for this because I can shoot this anytime I want to. Because 10 threes a night for LeBron James and not controlling the game in the paint physically, that to me is something to look at going forward. He needs to turn that back around and Be- get back to Let his me physical ask you style. Real play. quick, though, to follow up on that, being a deadly shooter yourself, is he using the regular season to kind of fine tune? The postseason, because he knows that I'm probably going to have to be a deadly shooter in the Can postseason. Can I just jump on that one second, Lex? I think there is, there's also a there's a feel-out process playing with Russ, too, on how that works because of the amount of gravity that he attracts when he attacks the lane. I, it always has taken LeBron James some time to figure out what his new personnel is that happened in Miami, happened in Cleveland. Like I, I still have them as a favorite that – 
points allowed per game is the thing that really bothers me. Because mm-hmm. defensively, they need to be exponentially better than where they are. One thing they haven't gotten to the point yet, and you saw it big time in the year they won it down in the bubble. You didn't see it as much last year because they were hurt all year. When, when they put a bigger lineup on the floor, and particularly when they've gone zone, they have the most, most effective zone defense that's ever been played since they instituted the legality of the zone defense. Theirs has been the best because of the length on their back line and the quickness of those guys to recover the three-point line. It just hasn't come together yet. It's early in the year. And it's obvious to me when I watch a team like Lagers, they treat training camp completely differently than most teams in the league, literally. It is such a slow pace up ramping this thing up. Now, as, as we get clicking here, I'd be shocked if we're still talking about you know, kind of what's wrong with the Lakers 10 games from now. Put, I don't put, think put what be. you said together now for LeBron. If he's using the early in the season to figure guys out and fine-tune the game, if he's shooting a lot more threes and you know they're going to have to play defense as time goes on, that all fits together. If you're going to have to play more defense, maybe you shoot some more threes, maybe you're not as active in the same style as you were offensively. You're 37 years old. Maybe it all comes together. Yeah. I, I, I want to go quickly to Philadelphia 76ers and Joel Embiid made comments at halftime or I think it was post game where he just said, hey, it was very quick. And it was kind of, we were talking about our legs before he came in. It was a little bit awkward where he was just, hey, Ben's our brother, support him. And then he kind of just rushed off the the court. What did you make of the comments? Did you find them to be believable? And do you think that's actually him trying to say, hey, Philly fans, like in order for us to really win it, we need you to support Ben Simmons? Very strange moment because he was talking about him as if he was home with a significant injury. And that's why he's not with the team. Now, notice, Ben Simmons didn't say, I have mental health issues. He said, I'm not mentally ready to play. And what he's really saying is, I never in a million years expected to not have been traded after what I told this organization. So here I am, and they have forced this now into the season, and I can't believe I'm still here. I in no way, shape, or form got myself ready to go, and now I've got to basically recalibrate my mind to think about playing with this group of guys. That's what he was saying. And and Joel was talking about it almost like, this dude's home, hurt, pray for him. We're pulling for him. It was an odd moment for me because I'm not sure Joel Embiid's heart was in that. I'm not sure if that's something he discussed with Doc Rivers, Daryl Morey. They just decided this is something we need to do because it's at the point where they're clearly trying to flush him out of where he's at and force him onto the court. So, oh, it's interesting. So let me interesting ask you this analysis, though, Legs. Yeah. If, I, if, if I came to you as the general manager of a team and you don't like me and you don't like the surroundings and everything and we've been through a month or two months of chaos – and I told you, you got to come and play with us. How would you feel? How would you personally feel? If I was the player? Yeah. I mean, well, look, if I'm Ben Simmons, okay, just take it to this level. I knew before I showered the night of Game 7 against the Atlanta Hawks, I knew I can't play here again. Yeah, absolutely. I can't play here again. Absolutely. I can't run out onto that court in Philadelphia again because they're never going to forget what just happened. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, internally – I know I haven't addressed that issue. My wiring is messed up in the way I process the game offensively. I don't have confidence. I have a fear of failure. I don't want to go to the line. It's an issue. I've now been exposed and laid bare because I cost my team this series. And they're not going to ever let me forget that here. I need to move on. He knew it already. So now 
They come out, they fly out. He tells them again to their face, thanks for coming out, but I'm not playing for so you. So why keep trying to force the issue? If you're the Sixers. No, I completely agree. I have laid this completely at the feet yeah. of the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, look, I'm not, I'm not completely letting Ben Simmons skate in, in getting out of a four-year deal that he signed because he doesn't want to be there anymore. Right? That's, that's another issue. But once he made that declaration, the Philadelphia 76ers, there is no way you can allow this to get into the point where it's permeating the regular season. And we don't end in sight. And Daryl Morey, the other day, I mean, saying, hey, this might last all four years. What? I mean, come on. That's, that's a dereliction of duty if you let a guy sit home and collect money for four years because you don't want to trade him. So we're at this weird phase. They're going to clearly force him back to the court. You're going to have a guy coming in that every single person in the locker room knows is only there for the money. He doesn't want to be there. And you're expected to now go win as a cohesive unit on a basketball court. I just don't understand how Philly ever let it get to this uh, point. That, that's crazy that it's gotten to this point. A Thank you, Legs. Appreciate it. A Super Bowl contender that is still dealing with an injury to their quarterback next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN News. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support veterans with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program. Now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping veterans in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. So Key had the Cowboys number one in his real rankings. Yes, I did. They were uh, kind of your fake geez. rankings this week. It was all going back well, to no, Cardinals fans. No, 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 it's not fake. That is truly the way I feel. I feel like John G. <laughs> Gambadora. Uh, Gambadora. I got it. Gambadora. I got it. Gambadora. Pardon John me, John. Gambadora came at me yesterday. So payback is your team drops because they struggled in the first quarter against the Houston Saints. <laughs> you guys, you have it all completed, So I am Max. petty. You think this is Key's real rankings. These are Key's real feelings rankings. No, so Key's how real he, feelings. Yeah, He's how in his he feelings. feels well, look, is how so, he will rank the And teams. so what I did, 
is I looked at Dak Prescott <laughs> and the Dallas Cowboys in a bye and his return and the impact that he could have potentially on the Cowboys moving forward because clearly the Cowboys are at a different level right now than they were a year ago when he wasn't there. They're, See, the they're, coming, off can... a, they're coming off a bye to, the, to play the Vikings on Sunday night football. Todd Archer reported that there was a quick Dak Prescott sighting at the star yesterday. He wasn't in the walking boot with that calf strain. He said he was feeling fine, Jay. We'll know more about his practice availability on Wednesday. The Cowboys have a huge lead in the putrid division. So can I just say something real quick? Maybe it impacts the the way they handle Dak's return. Yeah. The fact that, Key, you could make your reasoning actually sound as if it's on point to actually have the Cowboys ranked ahead of the Cardinals is the thing that really concerns me and scares me. Well, both of these teams are leading in their division. One team in the Dallas Cowboys have a tremendous lead in their division where the Who's Cardinals the are lost in one to? Who's the Cowboys lead. lost to? It's to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Super Bowl champions. At the beginning of football season on a Thursday night, they left too much time on the clock for young Tom Brady, and that's how they lost. When okay. I look at the Arizona Cardinals – and they got a tough game this week, a Thursday night against the Green Bay Packers. The Dallas Cowboys, to me, are a better football team than the Arizona Cardinals from an eyeball test. Mm. So that, that's all it is. It's an eyeball test to me. So when I start to look at those sort of things in the Cowboys situation, it's not being biased or anything like that. I just think so that why, the Cowboys are better. Why would you have the Cardinals number one last week? Because I had them the number one because I saw something different in the first quarter against the Houston Texans <laughs> when I didn't see anything at all based on the Dallas Cowboys having a bye, which moves them to number one. But Dak Prescott is probably going to play this Sunday, and it's probably going to be a big win. John Gambadoro is what he saw. <laughs> he was watching that Cardinals game, so and personal. John G was – little John G's dancing on his screen. He's I like, okay, it. watch this. Watch this. 31-5, you think, watch this. Drop them. Uh, it's okay to have. By the way, Stephen Jones, Stephen Jones, the Cowboys executive vice president on 105.3 The Fan. Does the division lead allow them to be cautious with Dak Prescott? Listen to this before we get out of here. I don't necessarily know that it's because we got a healthy lead in the East. I think it's more just uh, the full body of work, as you mentioned. There's no one uh, that we've got a long season in front of us. I have 11 games left to play. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we've got to make uh, – What's in the best interest of Dak Prescott? See, mm-hmm. there you go. That's why they're number one. Stephen Jones says it right there. They've, they've done a good job drafting. Like, they got all their draft picks. Not all of them, but a lot of them seem to hit and contribute. They and, always hit on picks, man. Yeah. They always hit on yeah. draft picks. They just hit badly on coaches. But I think they got the right guy in Mike McCarthy this time around. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, we got Greeny coming up in a matter of moments. And, of course, we will be back. Is it going to be raining tomorrow? Hopefully. Yes, you can catch me and Jay on first take. Yes. On ESPN. Or second take, depending on what's going to be. Third take. Tomorrow tomorrow morning. This just in 2 p.m. Eastern. ESPN. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.